You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. With God, all things are possible. It's the title of this devotion. This is something Jesus said when the disciples said to him, Lord, who then can be saved? Here in Mark chapter 10, verse 26. Um, And they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? Verse 27. But Jesus looked at them and said, With man it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. Friends, all of us have this struggle within ourselves. It is the very nature of sin to be unbelieving concerning ourselves. That the Bible in Hebrews 3 calls it an evil heart of unbelief. The real sin is that we don't believe. We don't trust the great creator of heaven and earth who made the heavens and the earth by his great power and upholds it by the word of his power that he cannot save us, transform us. I mean, folks, that's utter rebellion. That's utter evil of heart to say the creator who made the heavens and the earth cannot make me, shape me, mold me, cleanse me, transform me, make me a new person. Friends, this is the wonder of the love of the Heavenly Father, that despite that we cannot save ourselves, He can save us. You see, the Bible says, it's not by works of righteousness that we have done that we are saved, but by His mercy, through the regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom He gives abundantly to us through Jesus, having justified us freely by His grace to an inheritance and so forth. In there in Titus chapter 3, (coughs) verse 4 through 7. But it says there, we are saved by the washing of being made new inwardly through the Holy Spirit. You see, it's a creative work of grace. It is not naturally possible for us to transform ourselves. Yes, you can transform yourself as into some, uh, uh, you know, I I have long hair. I mean, when I was a teenager, I had long curly hair and a mustache and a little beard. And wow, you look at that, you go, is that the same person, Robert? And I had a whole different being about me and I was worldly, I was wild, I I was a wild beast, so to speak, of the world that just lived for the satisfaction of the moment. But then Jesus took a hold of me and the miraculous came into the natural, that which is impossible, began to experience uh, the, the miraculous, you know, what I could never even conceive or even hear when others talked about it became a reality. I became a new person. Jesus is what, whom 
Jesus is who recreates us, transforms us, and makes us brand new inside. Paul, he says in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 16 and 17, the Living Bible says it a little bit more this way. <coughs> he says, before I came to know Jesus Christ, I did not understand what it meant to be a Christian because I mistakenly thought <coughs> that Jesus was just another man like any other man. But now that he's come to live in my heart, now that I've been made alive with him, now I realize when anyone becomes a Christian, they become a brand new person on the inside. You see, friends, we can never lose sight of that vitality of true Christianity that we are transformed by His Spirit in us, as 2 Corinthians 3, 17, 18 says, from one degree of His glory to another because we were predestined before God made anything to be like Jesus. You read this in Genesis 1, 26 and in Romans 8, 29, that we were predestined let us make man is the predestination. And then he formed man from the dust of the earth and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being, a living soul. And God is the one who predestined that life that he breathed into us to manifest in us and for us to look like Jesus because that is the life that he breathed into us, the spirit of life in Christ. But man lost that when it yielded to its natural nighing instead of to <coughs> worshiping God. And man became subject to his flesh inst instead of living in victory, in dominion over the flesh by the life-giving Spirit of God. And, and life changed, excuse <coughs> the coughing. And so Paul says, I used to not understand what it meant to be a Christian until Christ came into my heart. How different I think now. Now I live in what is impossible with man. I live in this new life. He said, now I can see that formally, he says here in 1 Timothy chapter 1, he says that formally in verse 13, I was a blasphemer, a blasphemer. Do you understand that word? That is a very heavy, heavy word. Blaspheme means that you have a mocking against what's holy, against what is eternal. He says, I would look at Christians with their praising and smiling and worshiping and praying in tongues and I would mock it and more than that I'd come against them and try to kill them or put them in prison and get rid of them. I mean talking about <coughs> being a blasphemer he says I was a persecutor. I was an insolent man. Here 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 13 insolent means I was violently arrogant against what it meant to be a Christian. Not everybody understands the deep sense of gratitude the Apostle Paul carried by grace 
to whom he now was in Christ, to what he was before he was in Christ. The gratitude he carried, and we may not realize, but friends, we will carry that gratitude from all eternity to eternity. Because even in heaven, we see the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. You read the book of Revelation. And we worship him who's worthy because he took away from us that nature that would blaspheme, that would persecute, that would be insolent, violently arrogant against a beautiful new life, against a holy life. Who then can be saved? Oh, they'll never change. Well, we know what those people are like. Yeah, and they sit there in church and then they go out and just and see, these are persecutors. These are spirits that are offended at Christianity, offended at people experiencing new life in Christ and not being instantly perfect. And maybe, maybe they cannot see how far they've come. Maybe only they can see how far they still need to go because of where they stumble or fail. And if anyone of us never stumbles or fails, then I would agree. <coughs> sure, sure, go ahead and, 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 and look down on them, but you would not be like Jesus and be that way because Jesus was perfect, but he loved sinners. And sinners loved to be with, that, with him because they felt loved by him. They felt accepted by him. It says here in Ephesians chapter five, verse eight, <coughs> for you, were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. You were once darkness. Your thoughts were dark, your ways were dark. But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Verse 17 of chapter four of Ephesians. And this I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their minds, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that's in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness. The word lewdness means open sinfulness. You don't mind if anybody sees it. You're sleeping with people you're not married to. You don't mind if anybody sees it, that you're vulgar or unclean or cruel or mean or harsh. You've become lewd. And he says, come on. Now that you are children of the light, now that you transform, walk as transformed children. Don't walk any longer, no longer, as those who are still children of darkness, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life because life of God because of the ignorance that's in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who past feeling have given themselves over. You see that? You give yourself over. Eventually, I don't like the restraint. I don't like the restraint. I don't want anymore to feel bad when I am banned, I don't care anymore. I give myself over to that lust, to that anger, to that badness. 
You don't want the restraint? Oh my goodness, I'm so grateful for the restraint. I am so grateful for the restraint. I live in a day and night because I know my natural nature needs it. But praise God, I'm being restrained from within by the Holy Spirit empowering me to live a holy, heavenly life. But that he says, don't any longer live like those who are past feeling and giving themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanness and greediness. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed Christ, if, if indeed you've heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you may put on the new man which is created according to God and true righteousness and holiness. Who then can be saved? Oh, I believe in salvation. I believe in it through and through. I live in it day and night and I'm being saved consistently by being made new consistently, by being transformed consistently, by being made alive with Christ consistently. I live free from that old nature and I don't want to know it. And yes, I like you and anyone else have to again and again go, man, that is the old way. No, I'm not going to think like that anymore. No, I will not have those thoughts. That's the old nature. I will not look at those things. That's the old nature. I'm not going to respond like that. Nope, I'm not going to walk like somebody who doesn't know the truth. I know that that is not Jesus. That is that old nature of sin. And I choose to follow Jesus. I choose to live in that amazing grace who loved me and saved me. I will give him the praise. And I pray every one of us believe, believe that with God, all things are possible. Where is there an area of your life that needs transforming? Where is there an area of your life that you need to change the way you think, maybe about yourself or about others? Come on. Where is there an area in your life you go, this way of thinking gets me into trouble because it darkens me and it makes me offended, angry. Lord, recreate me here. Transform my heart. Transform the spirit of my mind here to see things from your perspective and not mine. You know, the John, the beloved, amazing beloved apostle and his brother and his older brother James, they were with Jesus and Jesus said, guys, go to that village there and, and talk to the people you meet there and say, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Just go tell him I'm coming. So John and James went to this small village and they told everybody and nobody wanted to know. Nobody cared. Everybody had a disdaining attitude. So much so that in shock they came back to Jesus and said, Wow, Lord. I haven't seen that for a while, that people are so anti. Let's just call fire down from heaven and destroy them all. They're not worth saving. <laughs> and Jesus, he called them sons of thunder. He said, John, James, I haven't come to destroy men's life, but that they might be saved. No, 
You can't respond that way. You see, there all of us can have responses in our lives. That is that old nature, but no longer walk as those who have no knowledge of Christ and no light of love and life. Come on, live as a new creation. I believe that people will look at you and say to you, you know, you used to be so different. You used to get so irritated. You used to be so off, off offended over nothing. Now you just are so gracious. What happened to you? I mean, I've never seen anything like it. How is that possible? They say, yeah, I mean, that would never be possible if it was up to me, but that's Jesus. Because what's impossible with man is possible with God. Amen? Have a good day.